more bikes. Morebikes.co.uk. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another podcast here from Morebikes.co.uk. Uh, I'm the editor, uh, Tony Carter. Some people refer to me as TC. Some people refer to me by very rude names. You can choose what you want. Alongside me is Carly Ann Smith, as ever. And uh, once again, you join us as we're having a bit of lunch. Um, we're in the offices at um, Morton's. Morton's produces Motorcycle Monthly, which is our monthly free paper. As well as things like Motorcycle Sport and Leisure Twist and Go. Blah, blah, blah. You can look on our websites and see what titles we do. Anyway, we don't need to talk about that because we're just going to have one of our lunchtime chatos about motorcycling in general. Um, Carly, usually we have some form of idea of what we're going to talk about at in these sorts of things, but really we haven't at the moment. Um, I we're going to be spontaneous, though. We're not planned. God we? help us. We're off the cuff and fun. Yeah, God help us all. Um, you will hear rustling because we've got some food. So uh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get this uh, very nice chocolate thing out of this bag and eat this. And uh, Carly's going to... The man who supplied it is at the window. I hope there's nothing bad in here. I mean, I've known Andy for a long time. It could well be. Andy Gillard, the editor of Scootering Magazine, is, uh, who's provided the chocolate treats. He just appeared at the window. Um, so you kick off, Carl. Um, also, we should just say, say to people that you're still quite hot and bothered because you've just been trying on. <laughs> I am, yeah. Um, well, I'm going on the launch of the Yamaha R3 this weekend, um, and kindly the guys over at RST have sent over a pair of their new Tech Evo 2 race leathers mm. for me to try. Obviously, my bum is bigger than I thought it was, so kindly they sent two sizes. I shan't say which ones I went for, but yeah, try and let us on Was it the smaller ones? Uh, yeah, for, for argument's sake, nice, let's nice. say that. Definitely wasn't. Um, but ah. yeah, it's uh, it was quite hot and bothering. <laughs> I was just trying them on. Tell you what, though. Okay, we've just got a couple of pairs of RST leathers in the, in the office, and we should be honest and upfront about all this sort of stuff with, with people who are listening to this. If you're not aware, Sorry. most of the kit... That was my Ribena That was the Ribena <laughs> Um, most of the kit that we wear when we're testing and to be photographed in um, is sent to us for, for testing and evaluation mm-hmm. uh, we don't it makes it sound really 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 spoiled but um, we, t- we tend not to have to buy kit as you can imagine lots of companies out there making a lot of kit they want us to try it and if we think it's good they like the fact that we then tell the readers that it's good mm-hmm. they get sales off the back of it um, but the reason I'm saying that is because um, we had the RST guys come in here a few weeks ago and they were going through the range and all that. Gotta say, I'm really impressed with the RST stuff. I'm really impressed with it. You know, they do a lot of things. I mean, they go right from like 300 and, or 400 pound suits, don't they? Right the way up to 800 pound and, and higher yeah. than that. I'm not really au fait with the prices at the moment of the range as they've updated it. I think that Tractex suit, I think, is around 450. Yeah, oh, I'm, um, I'm impressed with that. But it, it looks really smart and it's one of those that you get out and you could just, like, you know when you can smell the quality? Mm. It sounds weird that I go around smelling everything, but it just, it, yeah, it's brilliant. It's got back protector standard, knee sliders, nice, it's a nice I think it's all CE approved armour in there yeah. as well, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, until you crash in something, yeah, not being morbid. Such wood no, 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 no. I'm not. I'm just saying, <clears throat> not being morbid. But until you crash in something, you genuinely can't. No. Can't assess it a hundred percent. But over the years, and kind of get a feel for what's right. You know, weight. You're looking at the stitching. You're looking at how the panels are put together. Mm-hmm. 
I'm quite impressed with it. I'm, I'll be interested to see what you think about it after you've done the launch. I think it's testament as well when you kind of look at any club meets or any BSB rounds, the, the, the riders that are choosing to wear RST. It's, yeah, it's, it's good yeah. to make. I'm yeah. very excited, actually. And right, good. and right now, of course, the office smells of new leathers, yeah. which is a lovely smell. Like new helmet smell, when you get oh. new helmets, you've got that gluey smell inside of yeah. it still. I don't advocate sniffing glue whilst riding motorcycles, of course, but we all know the joy of a new helmet. Or even you? not when riding motorcycles. It's probably not a great idea. Hey, pick, pick whatever meaning you want from that. I'm cool with it. But um, yeah, no, just, yeah. It's like a new car smell, you've got a new yeah. leather smell in the office, so it's absolutely fantastic. It's quite like a, a special moment, though, isn't it, when you get a new helmet? And you put the visor that you want on it, and mm. you get your pin lock in. Mm. And the first time that you put that brand new helmet on, it's fantastic. It's, yeah. I'm proper. I am proper obsessed with prepping helmets as well. Moving the base plate of the visor so I get the perfect seal. And I sit there with my little sponge base <laughs> that I've made. I sit there with my Allen keys, and I'll spend an hour balancing the visor. Yeah, and all those guys like Mark from Shark, and he'll do it in like. 10 seconds it takes yeah. me an hour to do because I want it all seated properly and 100% correct and all oh, the aperture is like the precise opening it's just ridiculous but it's a real kick to get a lid and then and then just take that time you know it's like um, levers on bikes yeah. I can't remember the last time I heard anybody say yeah well I moved the levers to suit me and I've, I've adjusted the adjustable foot rests I don't know how many people out there don't bother doing that and if they gave themselves let's say an hour to, to actually make the bike ergonomically right for them move the handlebar in the clamps mm-hmm. it's amazing the difference that that makes well, I know really on is. that KTM RC that I've got on loan this year um, your I'm RC getting, 390 my RC 390 I'm getting uh, adjustable levers for that because the clutch is quite far away from my little hands yeah which is quite pathetic really because you haven't got monkey hands like the rest of us have you no got in fact your span is really short little hands you don't want a girl with massive hands, though, do you? Well, you can go to some bars and. Uh... Do you ever used to do that thing where you say, "If you if your hands bigger than your face, yeah. you're stupid." Should we look? No. <laughs> put your hand up. No. Put your hand up. No, because that's it, dangerous. Put your hand up. I'm not doing it. Cause this is not bullying in, in the face. workplace. Put it your hand is. up. I'm phoning HR. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Bring HR on. You can't play the trick that I've just asked you if you know. Yeah, but I just want to see if you can do it. What? You just—you were just gonna do it. You do it. Ah. Right. Anyway, anyway, let's go back to bikes. Yeah, bikes. Let's go back to bikes. Um, I'm still laughing though. You know, from that when on the last podcast. Oh god. <laughs> when you went, oh, what have we got coming up then? And I was like, oh yeah, Easter holidays. Can't wait. Not bothered about <laughs> bikes then, no. Four days off in a row. I did do a little bike maintenance actually over the weekend. Oh god. I lubed my chain. Did you? Yes. And did you do it properly? Uh. Or did you just spray lube on it? Yeah. You didn't scrub it down? Yeah, I did. I got a little brush and scrubbed it. Oh, check you. I'm very impressed with that. But I am going to get one of those special chain cleaning brushes because I found it was quite labour intensive with just a normal brush. And I think Oxford do uh, like a chain brush. They do. So I'm going to get one. It's like two brushes effectively. They sit either side and then you can spin the back wheel on the the paddock stand. Have you got a paddock stand? Nope. You ever pick your bike up and just rest, rock it on the side stand like you see us do? Yeah, there are. Well, I did try and get somebody to help me, but I was by myself. You can do it yourself. How do you? Well, you, you can rock show it, me how you rock to it up that. onto the stand. Mm-hmm. Make sure it's in neutral, obviously. Just pat the back wheel around with your foot and spray down. Oh. That's a good technique. You should learn it. I quite liked the technique <laughs> that I chose to use, which was have my car on the drive as well, mm-hmm. um, do what I could see of the chain, and then roll it back. <laughs> How much run out, of, run out of room when you get to where my car was parked. 
and then go, oh, I'm going to have to move my car now. Have to move my car off and then begin again. Just do it in the, in the street. Yeah, but my car's parked where my bike is, so I can't get my bike out. Do you know, I've got a feeling that anybody listening to this right now is thinking, I don't really care about any of this. Yeah, it's true. Sorry, let's move on. <laughs> um, right, exciting things that are happening in the immediate future. Let's talk about those. Um, exciting for, from our point of view, at least, and, and it'll give us great content for morebikes.co.uk and Microsoft Monthly. Um, you're doing the R3 launch. Yeah. Can't where wait. is that? Where, where are you going? Barcelona. Barcelona. Um, is it a road riding, track riding? What's, a bit of both, what is it? actually. On the R3? A bit of both, yeah. Well, I think, to be honest. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Oh. We're, we're getting a bit too, no, we're just getting a bit too far ahead of ourselves. We're kind of assuming, well, we're kind of assuming that everybody knows what an R3 is. Oh, yeah. Okay. We can't do that. Don't assume knowledge that there, it makes an ass out of you and me. No, it just makes you say really bad things like that that make everybody go, mm, behind you. <laughs> Well, you had to learn. Tony's being really later. mean today, everybody. Um, well, just I so that mean. you know, he's I'm, threatened I'm, to hit me in the face, and he's saying that I'm silly. I'm going. <laughs> no, I can't you argue. can give me that treat back because I'm going. I've I'm, I'm eaten most of it. Um, I really can't argue with any of that. Um, I didn't threaten to hit you in the face. You did. You said put your hand on your face. Yeah, I wasn't going to hit you in the face. I was going to hit your hand. This is, yeah, this is, anyway, this is, come anyway, on. Anyway, anyway, anyway. R3. R3. Tell everybody what an R3 is. Go. You, you go. Come on. What's an R3? So, an R3 is a smaller capacity version. So, it's basically got the racing DNA of the R1, the R6, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But obviously, in a smaller capacity. Made by? Yamaha. Um, and it's designed for? Um, kind of difficult to say who it's designed for because. What type of rider? Younger rider? I'd say a younger rider. Middle-aged rider wants to pair down? Probably not. No, no probably not. What's the power output on it? Do you know? Roughly. Mm. No? No. You're just going to show everybody how no, prepared no, no. I am. No, not at all. But what I was hoping was, obviously, we could tell you all about how exciting the launch is going to be, but then when I get back from the launch, let's do a separate podcast uh-huh. and I'll tell you all about I it. I like the way you're thinking, but also yeah. you'll be updating on Facebook. Definitely. So people can go on the Motorcycle Monthly Facebook and they can see updates from you. Yes. Uh, they will also see updates from me mm-hmm. because I fly out on I think Tuesday. It's Tuesday. Tuesday morning. Uh, yeah, Tuesday morning. I fly out to uh, <coughs> Misano in Italia where we're going to ride um, the Aprilia RSV4. Mm-hmm. I think we're riding the RSV4R as well. And then we're out on the new Toyota. Cool. Um, after that on the road. But we're doing the RSV4 in Misano. Are you doing any? Road riding on that or not? On the RC4, I don't think so. I think that's just a track one. It seems <laughs> to be the way at the moment with superbike launches is that it's pure track. It's almost like en masse, all of the manufacturers have gone, you know what? Superbikes are great. Mm. If we just concentrate on making them for the track, they're actually going to make great bikes. Yeah. Rather than compromise for the road. The irony is that the R1 is such a great bike, so stable. It's my absolute favourite at the moment in terms of superbikes. Yeah, it might be the RS34 after next week, but. It's such a good bike, it would be, I'm sure, I haven't ridden on the road yet, the new R1, um, or the R1M, but I'm sure it would make a great road bike. Mm-hmm. Stable, comfortable, actually roomy, but still feels alive and I short. I think that's what they're going for with the with the R3 launch, is obviously it's going to have, uh, the, the probability of the m- people using them on track is mm. minimal. Yep. It's going to be kind of, I know I said I didn't know who will buy them, but it will probably be the young lad's the young females like myself uh, that want to go out and they'll be using them out around town they'll be the kind of bike that you'll pull up somewhere and everyone will go oh, nice bike that looks amazing Yeah. so I think that'll kind of be the, the target demographic it's all going to come down to price with yeah. the smaller bike it always comes down to price with the smaller mm-hmm. bike my first bike was a Suzuki GP100 it cost me 225 quid I saved up the money Bargain. I loved it 
I rode the wheels off it all over the place. I crashed my brains out on it. Nothing put me off riding motorcycles. Went through a winter with it. Passed my test. Sold it and started on RD350s, which was crazy town. But, um, you know, 225 quid, and it got me hooked on motorcycling. Mm -hmm. I know these bikes, these brand new bikes are expensive. At my my time, it was an AR125 or something like that. Or That's why everybody wanted an AR125 Kawasaki, and it was expensive. But as long as the pricing is right... I think the technology is so good now. Those mm-hmm. bikes are incredible, and you'll love riding it on track. Yeah. Well, yeah. my own bike's an R6, so I think it'd be quite a good. And yeah. Obviously, I've got the the KTM RC390 on yep. loan, so yeah. I think as well. Yeah. It should be should nice be little good. sporty stable there. Yeah, really. I went. You can draw I went on the uh, the Yamaha YZF 125 launch as well. Yeah. So obviously this is the larger version of that. So it's kind of like the middle ground between that and my own bike. So yes, very much so. It should be good. So. But yeah. no, I like I like the, the smaller capacity bikes, like the KTM. Because I think on the road, you don't always need that much power. No, I agree with you there. But do you think that on the smaller bikes you can do miles? You know, you can do mileage if you get the right frame of mind. You can yeah. do big mileage, yeah? So you, yeah. you could actually go to a foreign country or something on, on your 390. We're throwing down the gauntlet now. No, 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 I'm setting you up for a... For a so why did you say? <laughs> no, I think I think you can. Um, I mean, on that, the 390 Duke last year, I did some miles on that, and it was fantastic. I think as long as you yeah, kind Yeah, but you of, say miles, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, but... Would you ride to Italy and back? Would you ride to Spain and back? If I... Oh, I don't want to say yeah because you'll make me do it. I won't make you do it. <laughs> I bet you do. I won't make you do it. In that case, yes, I would. Right, so why have you like dragged your feet over the Pamplona thing? <laughs> Pamplona. Uh, the Pamplona I, thing, listeners. To be honest, I don't. It's to go down to run with the balls. It's dangerous. So. What do you mean, sir? You're not going to run with the balls, are you? But then the point here is that we leave Pamplona and we ride back. Uh, and you try and do it in one hit. So you go over the um, the mountains, you come out at Po, um, which if you look on the map, I think is on the right-hand side. Also a no. Tully Yeah, also a Tully Tully. No, it's Po on the left, on the right. I can't remember. Um, but you come out at Po, and then you cut through France. You basically do the Bresson-Con Reims, you do that route. That was just Tony's excuse to do his French accent. <laughs> Bonjour. Um, and then you do the crossing, then you come back. But you do it, you, you sort of try and beat a time. Um, I did it a few years ago on a 675 Daytona and I think I managed it in something like 17 hours from Pamplona including the crossing was that non-stop though? yeah yeah. it turned into I got stopped by the police at one point I had to hand over my papers blah 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 you know is this your is this your bag? no with the accents you have to yeah you go no it's a test bike what is this test bag and you have to then go through all the rigmarole usual stuff we always have paperwork for and the guy said to me, where are you going today? And I said, I'm going home. And at the time, I lived uh, just south of Peterborough and uh, in Cambridgeshire. And he says, uh, today? He looks at his watch. I went, yeah. He goes, no, not possible. And at that point, I was like, screw you, Frenchie. I'm off. Yeah. Went as hard as I could. Got back at five to midnight. Danced the dance of joy next to a 675 that was basically weeping <laughs> underneath me. Um, and inadvertently, the Endure Club of Europe... Um, check, check my route and everything and then they gave me an award for it um, their, their award their awards that they gave out were for basically doing the longest distance and the shortest amount of time on the most inappropriate mo- motorcycle you could I didn't wow. even know this existed no but 675 for 17 hours as hard <laughs> as you can mm. 
was uh, was was not joyous. A six seven five is a great motorcycle, but it's not what you would want to cross countries on. Mm. Um, so going back to the RC three ninety. If you don't want to do it on that, you could do it on another bike, of course. But I still maintain because you haven't done a big ride like that yet. No, I haven't. And I maintain that you should try one. You should come with us and do one properly. Turn into a little bit of a mileage, you know, attack hound where you sort of get into this weird zone. It's, it's. It, I find it very enjoyable. It's, it's. You're obviously thinking, you're obviously concentrating a lot, but you sort of get into a rhythm with the traffic, and you're only stopping to fill the bike up. So you stop, you fill the bike up, drink a bottle of water, and go again. And you're just going through tanks, 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 tanks. And we, you know, we used to ride, we used to go Switzerland, Italy, and we'd go back, and this would be in a weekend to test the bike. Mm. Around Lake Geneva, come back up, do the Simplon Pass, the Stelvio, all that, those sorts of things, as a weekend test. And uh, I think you should do it, because I think it would help. It would give you an insight into that side of it from your, your personal motorcycle development. Mm-hmm. And also, who knows, you might enjoy it. It's a weird thing if you do enjoy it, I think, especially on super bikes or fast bikes, because it's just... It's not what they're really designed to do. No. So he, he, it's a state of mind to do, do that testing and touring. And uh, hopefully it won't be long until I get my new motorcycle, my Suzuki GSX S1000. So I want to go out and do a lot of miles on that. If we can get over to Pamplona and run with the bulls again. Yeah, let's do that. It's a good party as well. It's a great party. Oh, wow. Nice if, you, if you run with the, <laughs> the bulls, um, the locals turn up with goat skins for the Rioja. And at eight o'clock in the morning, after you've run with the balls, if they've seen you run with the balls, they just pe- peel your head back and pour rioja down your neck. By ten o'clock, I couldn't oh. see straight. It was wonderful. <laughs> Parted all night, and then uh, woke up the following morning, had a long breakfast, and then jumped on the bike and rode back. Mm-hmm. Don't want to do that again. I want to build a day in between, obviously. But yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a great, great route to do. No, I definitely would like to do some sort of trip. I've always used the excuse of, well, I don't know where I'm going. But obviously, I've got a sat nav, and you've got a sat nav now. Yeah, exactly. So exactly. No excuses. Well, we should do it because then you know we take a couple of video cameras and we just film the trip and we show everybody what happens on those yeah. sorts of trips. Because I I appreciate not a lot of people can do those trips really. Um, we can, we should, and we should show people the pros and cons of doing it. Yeah, the and cons like are just say, eating the same rubbishy sandwiches from the same <laughs> French bloody petrol stations. Oh God. I think Front. to be honest, though, I, I think it would be it would be good, and like you say, it's a different side, isn't it? I yeah. kind of like my little weekend jaunts, but yeah. Well, we'll try. We'll we'll have a look. We'll see yeah. if we can come up with a good a good ride because the GSX S thousand. Um, I'll be honest with you. I, as soon as I saw it, I was like, "Ooh, I want one of those. I really want one of those." I love GSXRs. I like Suzuki as a brand very much. Suzuki Yamaha Triumph really sort of talked to me. I own. I've owned a lot of Suzukis, but this. And okay, there are now some detractors who are saying, "Well, it's only a, it's only a bit of hype." <laughs> but when the bike was launched, Suzuki made quite a big deal out of the fact that it was the K5 engine. Yeah. And the K5 engine in in Suzuki history is legendary. It's a beautiful engine, one of my favourites. Never guessed. Huh. <laughs> so this bike has got one of my favourite engines with three stage traction control on it. Oh my! And it's naked, and it's physically quite big and it's got a GSXR chassis uh, which has been tweaked so it's a bit better great ground clearance it just looks like an absolute hooligan of a bike and really appealed to me but the more I've looked into it and the more I've spoken to people who've been on the launch I didn't attend that launch I was where was I? I don't know Oz oh 
I was in Australia. Australia. Have I mentioned that before? No. no. <laughs> Don't think, I never yeah. knew you'd been to Australia. Yeah, well, I was. What were you doing over there? Uh, oh, I was riding bikes and then uh, going diving and things. It was quite good. Um, yeah, no, I can go on the launch. So I had to talk to people who have been on the launch and they all said that it's actually a much more capable bike all mm-hmm. round. So now I'm starting to think, right, well, when we get it, we'll obviously do the Hooli stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, standard. Yeah, standard. But uh, let's start going places and, and doing bigger miles on it and see how, mm-hmm. it, how it copes with that. Because cool. it has no fairing on it no wind protection uh, good job I'm quite a broad shouldered chap with quite a strong neck because I have a feeling I'm going to need it on this bike but uh, really looking forward to that I bet that'd be good. we've also got the um, Stafford show coming up yes we have that we I'm must tell be there. people and you're going to be there I we am. must tell people about this so you take it go okay so the spring Stafford show is held it, last weekend in April yeah 25th 26th I believe it is yeah, or is it 26th, 27th? 25th to 26th of April at the Oh, 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 sorry, sorry. So who was right there? Oh, my God. Don't be petty. You were right. <laughs> you must have seen my paper. Yeah, cool. Uh, yeah, so April the 25th, 26th at Staffordshire Cook County Showground is the... Do you want the full title? Yeah, go on. The Carol Nash International Classic Motorcycle Show. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's cool. Yeah, so basically, uh, that's going on. Should be really, really good. We've got some exciting stuff there. There's going to be the Bonhams uh, Spring Sale. Yes, which has got uh, bikes in there from uh, James Captain Slow May May, and and Richard uh, Hamster Hammond. (laughs) Indeed. Yes, they have. I think there's 12 bikes in the sale from well the poor lads have to reel a bit of money in now don't they because you know they've got one revenue stream that's dried up it's thanks quite to a funny, punch because in their <laughs> thanks to a punch in their quotes that they gave on the story that we've got on more bikes it said just because I'm unemployed now doesn't mean I have to get rid of everything I was going to sell these bikes anyway and those paintings in my collection of scale electrics cars honest yeah well, <laughs> so, why, uh, what, yeah, good lads though I mean genuinely um, I think May and Hammond um, I've had some dealings with uh, with Richard Hammond over the years uh, and he's just been blind at every time. Just a really nice guy, genuinely into his motorbikes. Um, mm. What I like most about him is that he's quite self-deprecating about his own riding ability, which generally usually means that the guy can ride. I often find the guy's going, nah, I'm not very good. You, you get out on track with him yeah. and he's like a demon. Um, What's that called, being a hustler? Like a pu- yeah, yeah, hustler yeah. Got, you go, oh, I can't, can't do that. And exactly. I've got a feeling Famine never said, uh, yeah, let's, should we put a tenner a lap on, see who crosses the line first tenner a lap? No, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. But no, it should be good. I went to the, I think it was the October show, and it was the first auction, like motorcycle auction that I'd ever been to, and we were there. I sat with James Robinson, the editor of Classic Motorcycle, who's been to like loads and loads of auctions. He and, lives in auctions. And he knows what to do with the little ball yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. It was showing He's me very cool. Like, yeah. yeah. And uh, he was telling me all about it, so I'm quite excited. It should be good. But interestingly, star of the show apparently is pre-war 1939 Vincent HRD Series A, and I've been told it's rapid. A rapid. It's it's rapid with Ooh, an e on the end. A rapid. And I double checked how to say it, but apparently it was rescued from scrap, and it's now estimated in the sale to go for 250,000 oh. pounds. So I'll be having a look in my piggy bank. You're not going to believe this. Last May, outside here, Morton's in Horncastle. No way! I remember this story, but for those that I won't ruin it. I was just coming back from a tour of the lakes, May Bank Holiday, uh, on the Suzuki V-Strom, and a guy had basically fallen over right outside Morton's. So it was a bank holiday Sunday. It was the Sunday before the Monday. And um, the police were there and everything. So I pulled over and stopped to see if I could help. 
because I saw this old motorbike. Good Samaritan. Yeah, well, why not? You mean you know, old boy on his arse? You got old one. And uh, what you were? Ah, <laughs> ah, that's uh, not even funny. Yeah, it was. It's not even funny. <laughs> um, so, uh, so I, I go to the copper and uh, I said, "What happened?" He said, "The old boy's not feeling very well. He's sort of uh, he's 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 laid down. He's put the bike on the stand." So I said to the old boy, look, you know, I told him where I was and where I worked and we were literally outside the building. We've got a big warehouse here. And I said, look, if you want, I'll go and push your bike around into the warehouse. And then here's my number and you can call me when you're feeling better. But at least your bike's safe so you can yeah. go to hospital. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Really appreciate it. It was one of those. It was yeah, one it of was. those. I remember because I was here when he picked it up and I don't think you that's were right. in yet because no, yeah, you I... messaged me and said, oh, there's a <laughs> really random, but there's an old guy coming for his bike, da 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 yeah. So I let him in and then I told James what it was and he was like, have you got any idea how much they're worth? Yeah. And we were like, no. Yeah. Quarter, of a million, quarter of a million quid yeah. bike. And Oh, bless him. I wish I had fewer morals because, you know... <laughs> He didn't, he didn't know all this. I could have given him any number, but the poor old boy. But at least it was okay. He made yeah. a full recovery, came back, uh, I think, the next day or the Tuesday yeah, or something and, and got the bike back. But, yeah, 250K, that bike. Yeah. And I'll tell you, we haven't got much of a hill from the uh, petrol station up to the warehouse, but I had to push it because yeah. I couldn't get the thing fired up. Oh, my God. It's like pushing a tank. I hate pushing... No, when we, we had a road test and uh, Mo, who's the editor of Twist and Go and Classic Scooterist... He, we made him ride, it was a restricted uh, 50cc scooter, and we'd been to Skegness, and so we made him ride it all the way back, which yeah. was a little bit mean, but he didn't mind. And uh, he bought it in the thing, and he said, oh, could you just put it away for me? So I went to put it away, and it had run out of fuel, and so he made me push it all the way to the petrol station. Oh, well, there's a bit of payback for you. And yeah. what did we learn about uh, screwing over editors, thinking we're being I funny? What did what, 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 what have we learned? That you end up pushing yeah, exactly, <laughs> but no, it was um, good. But that's good. Now, what you're doing something? You're doing something here, aren't you? You are actually doing. I something. am actually playing a pivotal part. Pivotal role. Pivotal role. The role the is show. pivotal. Basically, there's something new called the Restoration Theatre. So, for those people that have seen the motorbike show, which is hosted by Henry Cole, uh, he kind of co-presents kind of thing with this guy called Pete Thorne, um, who's into rest and that kind of thing so throughout the Saturday and Sunday we're going to be running a series of workshops I say we're going to be he's going to be but it's all about stuff like do's and don'ts of restoration electrical fault finding um, and it's just a chance for kind of people to ask him questions right um, and so basically I'm just going to be there holding the microphone asking him what he's doing you're hosting yes and how are we feeling about this uh, truthfully, yeah, go on. nervous. No one's listening, it's fine. <laughs> nervous. No, I, it should be fine. You shouldn't be nervous, should you? Well, yeah, but it is going to be slightly nerve-wracking because I hate it when people look. You know, yeah. like when you have to stand up and talk and people look at you. Well, you know, if you stand up on a stage <laughs> with a microphone yeah. and start talking, generally and people look in your like, direction. Hello and welcome to the restoration. Yeah, it'll be fine, it'll be fine. But it's a nice element to add in to the Stafford Show. I mean, the Stafford and it's Show included is... in the ticket price, may I say. Brilliant. Well, that's, that's perfect. But the Stafford Show is always really good mm-hmm. to get along to it's some it's a, it's a really good show you can it's a, it's got a real sort of old school feel about it. you can have a real rummage around you see some yeah. great bikes and it's, it's nice and relaxed it's not like these modern you know london shows where it's all a bit sort of like prim and proper and they want yeah. the cash out your pocket this this stuff here is a lot more just turn up it's just bikers yeah. it's, and, and i mean bikers in, in like the general sense not you know Grebby bikers. I mean, when it's a load of bikers. Just like anyone listening to this, whatever you're into, you'll find it there. And it's a, it's a cracking read, show. Cracking I did read show. somewhere as well that the War of Death's going. I think. 
Okay, well, you're saying this now and looking at me with squinty eyes going, I'm not, not sure. If it's not, then I apologise, but I have read somewhere. Right, if it's not, if Carly's going to find a thousand wooden pallets and make her own wall of death. <laughs> And then she's going to ride her RC three ninety around it, yeah. <laughs> when I've got my no 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 reasons. no 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 you have to you have to give people something now. What is yeah. it about Nick Jeffries? Oh, uh... Nick Jeffries is going to be there, isn't he? Nick Jeffries, uh, TT legend. I believe it's Nick and Tony Jeffries who are going to be there. Yeah. Um, as you're shuffling through your papers. But Nick Jeffries and Tony Jeffries, uh, the Jeffries family, anybody who's, who's been into racing over the past 30 years knows of the Jeffries name, of course. Um, uh, very, very sadly, we lost uh, David Jeffries um, a number of years ago. Um, David Jeffries, who was one of the greatest motorcyclists to ever swung a leg um, over, a, over a bike uh, in this country. Um, and just one of the nicest guys as well. Um, and really fast-witted, brilliant, brilliantly funny lad. Um, and built like a brick outhouse absolutely huge <laughs> when you saw him on the bike you were like I can't believe you can do this with a bike he was so his level of control was so fine and so perfect that he would do things with a bike but you'd see the bike sort of tying itself up in knots as well and it was all under control and he's going to uh, and his family Nick and Tony uh, are going to be there and Nick was a great TT racer himself uh, he's He's going to really slaughter me, Nick, if I get this wrong, so I'm probably going to get it wrong. But I think he now holds the outright lap record around the mountain course on the Isle of Man for over 65. And I think, I think it's something like 123 miles an hour. Oh, my goodness, mate. And he's over 65. Yeah. And he set that on a classic bike a little while ago. Can I just say, if you're wrong, then you have to find a thousand wooden pallets (laughs) (laughs) and ride by RC390 around the wall of Trust me, if I'm wrong, Nick is going to crucify me when he sees me. It's fairness, though, just for the record, I would actually quite like to try the wall of death. I know it's dangerous and whatever, but how cool is that? Well, if it's there, why don't you go and ask? Do you know who the wall of death is who's going? (laughs) <laughs> might not be anyone it but no I do anybody. I saw uh, Triumph Live last year yeah. I did see uh, Wall of Death and I did get their details because I was like oh can, my god can you, remember, can you remember who it was because there's a very famous the only reason I said this is a very famous family um, called the um, Ken Fox Hellriders yeah was it them was it Ken Fox Hellriders I used to be a truck driver for them brilliant thanks for adding that in <laughs> I knew somebody who used to eat hot dogs Dynamic outside insight. of it um, anyway 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 Ken Fox Hellriders <laughs> they're the guys who you know the BBC One logo yeah. Where's the Hell Riders? Oh, yeah. That's them. That's Ken Fox Hell Riders going wow. around. Yeah, the useless bit of trivia, but they are fantastic. Really, really good. In fairness, good. though, that useless bit of trivia was better than I knew someone that drives trucks. Well, can I just say though, if yes. people do want to buy tickets, I'm oh, going to yes, do my yeah. admin. Bit. Yeah, yeah. Go if on, you want to buy on. tickets and passes and whatever for the Stafford show, you can go to classicbikeshows.com or purchase them over the phone. Oh, I feel like I'm doing like a charity well, you said, thing. You just now. said purchase. Why did you throw the word purchase in? Purchase. Buy, buy. If you want to buy a ticket. <laughs> Then call 01507 529 529. Right, okay. Let's have a look. Let's have a look. Right, so just to reiterate this then. If you want to get tickets for the show, go to classicbikeshows.com or you can buy them on 01507 529 529. That's 01507 529 529. Okay, right? Can we just have a vote as well as to who who thinks that... Oh, I no, said that no, no, better no, no. because you just wanted to outshine me. No, 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 because everyone will be like, oh, Carly, we love you. Because all you do is court it all on the Facebook. <laughs> Let's face it. Whereas me, I'm, I'm uber cool and above all that. So, uh, and I don't really understand Facebook because I've stayed away from it for so long because I can't face the abuse. You're doing really well, though. I'm Tony's trying. got a profile and everything now. Yeah, so far, not very much abuse either, which surprises me. 
But yes, it will come. I'm sure yeah, it's the yeah. most exciting one. So what have we got coming up? Uh, we've talked about the launches. Yeah. Uh, you're doing the launch. I'm doing the launch. I'm going to ride two bikes. You're going to ride the R3. Yeah. So we'll have that. You've got your new leathers that you can tell people what they're like after you've yeah. ridden in them because I'm interested to know what these RSTs are like. Um, oh, I've just oh, oh, oh yes, I've got a TomTom 400 rider. I said earlier you've got a sat nav. Oh my god, this thing looks amazing. Is it like a spaceship? It's, I've not seen it yet. It's beautiful. It's really well made. Quite heavy. I haven't used it, so this is only like unboxing. Yeah. I was going to wait until we got the video camera, and then yeah, oh. I was going to do an unboxing yeah. thing, but I couldn't wait. I was like, oh my god, I've got to have a look. But the thing that's unique about this is that I think I've had them on TomToms before, but this is like an updated version. You can press a button. You can choose your route. So I want to go from point A to point B. And then you can press a button that says uh, choose a thrill. You press it and it finds oh. the wiggliest road. Yes, Amazing. the wiggliest road. And you can use it with a gloved hand and it's Bluetooth and yadda 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 yadda. I love it when we say, and you can use it with a gloved hand because I was like that about the windshield on the Forza. Yes. It's all important though, isn't it? Oh, I hate taking my glove off. Yeah. I don't take my helmet off for, for petrol stations. No. I, I never have and I never will. I don't care what sign I've got in the window. I want, <laughs> I want my petrol. I put my visor up. I walk in. I stand in the queue. I have my money ready or my card ready. Mm-hmm. I'm as polite as anything, but I'm not taking my helmet off. You can't no. make me take my helmet off. I think, yeah, you probably cause a bit of a discussion on this one. Well, I'm sorry. You know, Maybe I we should do a separate podcast about right, whether fine, or not. Fine, but it really annoys me. It really annoys me that some yobbo can walk in with a bloody baseball cap on or a hoodie mm-hmm. and nobody says, Oi, mate, take that hoodie off. Yeah. Because I think they're going to get a mouthful. You know, what are you talking about me, blah, and all that sort of Well, they're clever though, aren't they? Because they don't even turn the pump on sometimes. And then you get that tannoy. Can you please remove your helmet no, over no, the I've, tannoy? Do you know, I've genuinely... I've ne- and I've been riding for about 104 years. Yeah. I've never had that. I've never had that. I have. It's really embarrassing. Well, I wouldn't. I and wouldn't then take I don't want to take my helmet off because I've gone bright red because I've just got a shout out. I wouldn't take it <laughs> off. Unless I was on vapour, I'd just ride off. Stuff you then. Mm. I'd never use that brand again. I'm that petty. That I am that petty. petty. Yeah, but why? 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 They've it's got they've got the bike, they've no, got the bike, they've got the bike registration on the camera as it calls it. Could in. be stolen or it could be on fake plates. Really? Yeah. And you think any does anybody out there actually believe that the police have time to go through some CCTV to get a face pick of somebody who's stolen fifteen quid worth of petrol on a stolen motorcycle yeah. and then they go and hunt them down? Nah, the boys yeah. in blue have got way more well, the girls yeah. in blue got way more on their plate than that nonsense. It's petrol stations being petty and bloody minded. If they don't want the money then they should stick it where the sun don't shine, in my opinion. <laughs> Do you know once, I swore, I've told you this story before, but I'll tell everybody, right? I went oh, into... can I just say, for those that can't see Tony, <laughs> he's puffed his chest out now and he's Shut up. pointing with his... Shut Peter, up. Peter Pointer. Be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a Peter Pointer. You do, you Peter Pointer finger. Is that a finger? That's what it is, you Peter Pointer. Okay. Um, whatever. Um, I went into a BP station once, this is years ago, went into a BP station, filled up my bike... Stood down in the queue, massive long queue, kept my helmet on as usual, but I had my, my card in my hand, my bank card, ready to pay. I had a black visor on, so I flicked the visor up to its fullest so they could see my face and everything, but I wasn't going to take my helmet off, never take my helmet off. Plus I wear earplugs, I'm quite deaf, I can't lose much hear, much more hearing, so I always wear earplugs, it's just a faff. I'm sure everybody out there knows what I'm talking about. Faff. A real faff. <laughs> so I'm standing there in the queue, waiting for ages for this... Oh, I don't want to be that <laughs> cruel, but this non-evolved plebeian 
knuckle-dragging, open-mouth-breathing swamp thing who was serving behind the till to I work out... I've seen you that day. <laughs> ah, to work out what one plus one is and can't work out why the computer ain't working. So I stood there for ages. And I thought, well, you know, don't... No one's going to get... No one's going to get riled here. We're just going to get to the front of the queue. That's cool. We'll get to the front of the queue. Blah, blah, blah. And I hand over my card and I'm holding my card and this thing from another planet looks at me and goes, take your helmet off, please. Oh, no. And I went, no. Well, I'm not going to serve you if you're going to take your helmet off. Well, I've already got the fuel. Yeah. Uh, I'm giving you my bank card. I'm not taking my helmet off. You've got to take the helmet off. It's the law. No, it's not the law. I'm quite a pedant. I know the law. It's not the law. Don't have to do that. Here's my card. No, I'm not serving you then. I went, fine. And I held up the card to the CCTV camera, which was behind the, the thing. And I waved at the CCTV camera. And I said to the person behind the till, right, there you go. You've now got CCTV footage of me offering you my card, you refusing to take it. I've stood in a queue. I'm now going to walk away. <laughs> Call the police, and we'll see what the police make of who's wasting whose time. <laughs> and I went to turn away, and this... this thing called me back and snatched the card out of my hand and processed it and then basically threw the card back at me and I was so disgusted I went back to that petrol station every week for about a year hoping to catch them on shift I mm. never did that must have been the only day they were working to be honest they must have won salesperson of the year award <laughs> and been promoted <laughs> probably a general manager customer it's, service like that it's oh, probably it's, it's probably a, a BP national manager now who's listening to this yeah. guy I remember that bloke yeah yeah. Maybe. yeah yeah as they're going back to their mansion and their 500 cars and yeah didn't I come out of it looking great I do always get riled I do sometimes get riled up with bad customer service though it really winds me up oh, but it's just w- think like why be rude yeah, but it's I'm, not, I'm not rude to anybody <laughs> that I like no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not rude to anybody every day I come in with a smile don't I do you oh just a, just a <laughs> scowl when I look at you but I don't understand why if you're in obviously I know that people have bad days but a smile costs nothing Oh my god! Are there platitudes like that, and what we have to put up with in the office? <laughs> no, it's just when it's around motorcycling that really galls me. You know, yeah. I mean, I have this hasn't happened for a while, but I have had a snobby attitude in restaurants and things where I've turned up. Did they not stuff. know that you used to be a chef, Tony? Well, you should have told them. You should have said, "Have you got any idea who I am?" I'm pretty sure that I, I, in the conversation as it progressed, I did yeah. point out where I have been working in the yeah. past, but. No, it's just the whole point of, you know, well, I'm sorry, that doesn't look like look like we expect. Mm. You know, and I have had I have heard myself in the past say to a guy in a restaurant who's trying to get snippy with me, how much does your suit cost? You know, and he's like, Why? I said, Because I guarantee this set of leathers I'm wearing right now costs more than that suit. Mm. I guarantee it. And they're not dirty. Okay, they're not what you expect a customer to be wearing, mm. but you know, it's my money, I'm paying. Yeah. I'm not offending anybody. I don't smell much much <laughs> you know and it's just the whole it's a whole snobbish attitude mm. I bloody hate and another thing right oh I'm going to wrap this up I'm going to wrap this up soon right <sighs> but who on earth who on earth has decided that as motorcyclists and this is a phrase I hate that we should be called power two wheelers PTWs right I see this a lot now especially as there's an election coming yeah there's an election coming so we get all these bloody MPs they start <laughs> they start leeching out from under whatever stone they've crawled um, quite frankly, Farage, you should be ashamed of yourself some of the stuff that's gone on. Um, but Are we they... allowed to express political viewpoints? All right, and Cameron uh, uh, and Clegg other, and other, Miliband. Other, um, other MPs are available. Um, Nicholas Sturgeon, all of you. You're all the same. 
But we're getting MPs now coming out saying, oh, I like bikers. Oh, you yeah. motorcyclists are the, are the future and part of the solution for the congestion problem and the, and the problem we have in inner cities. Really? Two things to that. One, Boris Johnson. What the bloody hell are you doing with this ULES thing, this, uh, oh, this yeah. ultra-low emissions thing, where now you're going to charge bikes £12.50 to ride through London if they're more than 13 years old? Oh, well, that's solving it, isn't it? A bike takes up a sixth of the space of a car. Can I you just, idiot. Can I just interject with something? I put my hand up and everything. That, unbelievably, is the same price as a minibus. Yeah. So it's not even as if it's like a stage thing. Right, it's so like £12.50 for cars, vans, minibuses, and it's only when it goes up to a HGV or a coach that it's 100 quid. Yeah. By the way, these things are coming in in 2020. Yeah, so 2020. Don't, don't panic just yet. But quite frankly, what a bloody shambles that is. Don't call us powered two-wheelers. We're motorcyclists. And include the scooter boys in that if it's the scootering thing that's tripping people up calling it powered two-wheeler. Because scooters aren't motorcycles. Who cares about that? Call us bloody motorcyclists because that's what we are. If you're going to charge just to ride through big cities I'm so angry about this you need a real feeling of your bumps once again you lot because oh it's alright for you to build HS2 sweeping through the Midlands and up to bloody Manchester so somebody can be there for 20 minutes sooner when in reality in five years time we're going to be Skyping anyway and probably working from our houses what a bunch of idiots motorcyclists should pay no road tax we should be bloody we should have our fuel fund co-funded by the sodding government we take up less space we're nicer to the environment and we generally have a bloody good time doing it and quite frankly any MP who tries to jump on this bandwagon at the moment well they don't deserve your vote in my opinion there you go and I'm probably getting into all sorts of trouble for saying that £12.50 Boris Johnson I always thought you were a funny bloke oh, I thought you were though. a good guy I love him uh, yeah I love him too but you know what you try and charge yeah. me £12.50 to ride a bike through London yeah. there is coming oh it's ridiculous oh he's getting mega angry it now. is ridiculous right we can have bikes that are electric powered hydrogen powered this is all coming along Suzuki built the hydrogen cross cage a few years ago what a great looking motorcycle that was I don't personally believe in electric vehicles because where's the electricity come from out the plug socket in the wall where does that come from nuclear so you know you green is no give me a solar panelled bike or a hydrogen bike now you're talking once that happens, great. But until then, don't penalise the only form of transport out there that's motorised and carries one person in a very efficient way and they don't get caught up in congestion. If you, don't, if, you, if you let us off all of that stuff and you basically give us a bit of a helping hand, you'd see the number of bikes shoot up. Yeah. And MCIA should be in on this and Boris Johnson should be turning around and going, I'm sorry, I don't know what happened. I must have been distracted by another woman or something who went past and while I was thinking about some policy. And quite frankly, everybody should get off their backsides and make motorcycling a better thing for this country. Drop the power two-wheelers, cause motorcyclists, this congestion charge, stick it right there, Mr. <laughs> B. Johnson. Come on, sort yourselves out. Motorcycling is fun, it's great, it's actually fairly environmentally friendly. Or oh, I'm forgetting two strokes, I know, but you know, who cares about that? Let's just get on with it. To penalise us, penalise motorcycling in London. London's such a miserable, sodding place anyway. The only joy I have is watching couriers carve through people. <laughs> uh, but oh, it's just oh, it's so angry about that. Charging but motorcycles. Can I, can I just offer the advice that oh, the, the, the yeah, website yeah. gives? For those that are wanting to avoid the charge, um, buy a motorcycle or a scooter that complies with the, the emission rules. So what? Oh, so I can only buy a bike that's now 13 years, uh, older than 13 years or a brand new one? Or a, or a classic one. Yeah, yeah, older than 13 years yeah. or a brand new one. 
Uh, oh, okay, so what if I can't? Change, what, if I, what if I've got a five-year-old bike and I can't change afford Change your route it? is the other advice given. What if I need to get into the centre of London? Uh, use public transport is the other advice really? given. Really? I want to be smelling Nigel's smelly pits on some sodding underground. And do you know the, the final, final piece of advice that's given if you don't want to change your bike, uh, don't want to use public transport, or uh, change your route? Skype. No. Skype. Pay the congestion charge. Really? Is that what they say? <laughs> yeah. There's four options. It's a... Uh, what about super digital broadband and Skyping? Yeah, but everything... Face-to-face. It's the good old-fashioned way. Not for £12.50, it's not. I mean, I like you, but... I don't £12.50 like you. <laughs> what about tenner? £10? No. <laughs> Keep going down. No. I'm I told you he was being mean today. I'm prepared to pay... Oh, if I'm on a motorcycle in London, what would I be prepared to pay? Uh, Is this to see me or to... Nothing. Right. Well, now that we know what I'm worth turning... (laughs) I was talking about London and you've turned this in about you. No, I said, how much would you pay to see me? Would you pay if I went in the middle of London and and I said tenner and you went no? Well, I don't even go to London anyway. It's too big for me. It scares me. Yeah, you are a a provincial girl, aren't you? I'm a proper country girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's considering you used to do a lot of stuff in World Superbike, it's quite amazing. Because we, in Superbike, we have to be quite cosmopolitan when we were going around with championships, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, but I, I'm not like... I just don't... If I, had the, if I had the choice between town and country, I'd choose country. I just don't think I'm city material. <laughs> There's too many people. I don't like the big crowds, and I don't like the rudeness, and I don't like people rushing round, and I don't like being able to not have a field within walking distance. Really? And these, like, pretend park things. Oh, let's let's make a green area. No, it's not natural, is it? And how, uh, that's a very interesting thing that you raised there. How does that connect with motorcycles? <laughs> like most of my dynamics once again, it's probably not once again once again I feel we've come off the thread of motorcycling so you're allowed to go on like a half an hour rant pointing and spitting across the table about charging <laughs> about charging motorcyclists yeah and then I just thought I'd lighten the mood and say that I was a country girl and that you got scared if you couldn't see a field <laughs> <laughs> anyway right okay um, have you got anything else that you want to rant about no or anything rant. else that you're looking forward to no not rant really um I think Dan Linfoot was amazing in BSB. I think Dan Linfoot was amazing in BSB. Uh, I was surprised that Josh wasn't faster on mm-hmm. the Milwaukee Yamaha. He did well, don't get me wrong, um, but um, I'm a massive fan of Josh Brooks. Uh, genuinely, have been since day one. think he's a great guy, really talented, and I like his attitude. Um, and I, I was expecting Josh to be a bit faster. I think Josh was expecting himself to be a bit faster too out of the blocks. Nice to see Shaky doing what Shaky does. Um, not a surprise at all in terms of BSB. Um, and uh, oh, 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 oh uh, Ross is at Goodwood as well. We need to talk about that. Well, not talk about it, just tell people in case you haven't noticed. Go on the website, morebikes.co.uk. Ross is going to Goodwood. That's going to be exciting while I'm thinking about racing. Um, yeah, hopefully we'll be at Goodwood. Um, I, I will be. I don't know about you. Yeah, well, if they charge me £12.50 to <laughs> any part of the route to get there, I am not going. Um, I'll go via Wales and. Ross, going to Goodwood though. Mega exciting. You're very exciting that because the first time he's ever been. Can you believe yeah. that? Yeah, well, I can actually. Well, he's only got so many limited days, but he's going to ride his. Um, he's going to ride his uh, M1 up the hill. Yeah. One point one six miles up the hill, but you, you know he's going to do most of that on the back wheel. <laughs> That'll be fantastic. Yeah. For me, the bike is very good up the hill. Bark. 
But it's to celebrate the 60th anniversary as well of Yamaha. Yamaha, yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And, so uh, yeah, it should be good. And you think about that, 60th anniversary of Yamaha, think about all the bikes that they've brought out in the past, let's say, year. Yeah. They've really shifted tack now, and they're coming out with some amazing things. Yeah. So when, when they announced this is our 60th anniversary motorcycle, can you imagine what that's going to be? I mean, all the bikes have come out with recently. Yamaha really have found their mojo again after quite a few years of being in the doldrums. Um, and I think that, yeah, they deserve the sole success that they're, they're going to have. And they, they continue to have at the moment. I still want a two-stroke YZR500 replica on the road. Or my replica finished. Um, but it's one of those projects that's running on and on. So, uh, yeah. Um, can't think of anything else, really. Can you, at the moment, that we should be talking about? Not really. I'm wondering whether it might be an opportunity to ask people if there's anything that they want to hear us talk about. Ah, yeah, that's not Because we were talking, weren't we, about um, whether people wanted to write in and tell us if they wanted us to ramble about anything in particular. If there's... Yeah, or ask us any questions if they want to know anything anything in particular. Um, you know, Carl has been um, a motorcycle journalist for... Uh, a reasonable amount of time, but uh, you're still you're still uh, very much at the start of your yeah. your career, aren't you? Yeah. I'm probably heading towards the end of my career. Um, well, I've been doing this 21 years now. 21 years as a professional yeah. motorcycle journalist, um, and I've edited a lot of magazines, and I've I've been very lucky, written a lot of things, and all around the world. So, if anybody wants to ask anything, you know, <clears throat> the truth of the industry, um, ask away, and provided I don't libel anybody or slander anybody because I'm talking. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll just tell you the truth of the matter if you want to know. Um, I did hear a rumour of oh, this a few years ago. This is so funny. Somebody came up to me once and he goes, yeah, yeah, I wonder when we're going to see photos of you riding in the magazines. I was like, I'm sorry? He goes, yeah, oh, my mate told me that uh, all you like, you turn up and you've got your, uh, your photo boys with you and they go out and they're professional <laughs> riders and they're, they're the guys who are riding in the photos and you just go out and ride around and write the... What? That's interesting. I... I what? I mean, that was the most ridiculous thing I'd ever heard. So we basically have a stunt double who goes out and rides. Well, not with my body. Can you imagine that? Poor lad, if he had a body like me. But no, so he genuinely thought it was like, right, okay, well, the professional's going to go out and ride for the photos now. and we're going to Unbelievable. I don't know who I'd pick to be my body double. Obviously, this is not to do with bikes. Do you know know Sugar Puffs? You you know the Sugar Puffs, the breakfast cereal? Yeah. Yeah. Do you you remember the... The Honey Monster? (laughs) As my body doubly more than more like you. <laughs> right, that is it. I am, I am the honey monster. I don't it mean looks that. Like you. I don't mean that. I you don't mean do, that. She said it. Your mum listens to these. I've got to be. Not really anymore. Careful. I'm going to tell I'm her so, not to. I'm so sorry, Carly's mum. The honey monster. What do you want me to do? do I, I can't I'll... even think <laughs> of it. Cameron Diaz. Oh please, cruelly bumlick. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, look, come on, let's wrap this up. So if anybody wants to uh, ask us anything, please do. You can get in touch, Facebook, website, whatever. Um, my email address is uh, tcarter at mortons.co.uk. Carl is a CA Smith at mortons.co.uk. Give us a shout and uh, or just tell us what you're up to, really. And also, if anyone can think of a funny comeback for Tony for that joke <laughs> that would help me out, then please do. <laughs> now, uh, just before we go, we have some housekeeping to do where people can catch up and things. And so, go on, Carl. Yep, so like the Facebook page at Motorcycle Monthly. Um, on Facebook uh, join us on the website on morebikes.co.uk we've got a great weekly app that Tony works very hard on um, and a weekly newsletter too so sign up for that we've got some great competitions we've got all sorts going on so yeah 
All good. Housekeeping complete. That's the housekeeping complete. Uh, and we're going to wrap the podcast now because there's no more food here. No, and I need to go find some tissues and cry. <laughs> oh, please. You know what you need? You need a bowl of sugar puffs, don't you? Tell them about the honey Do you know what? Me. I'm not actually going to cry. I'm just going to punch Tony in his face. <laughs> Is your hand bigger than your face? Shall we have a look? <laughs> no, I know it's bigger than your face. Right, let's no, go. Yeah, okay, right. Well, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll be back on here very soon indeed, and we'll bring you reports of the R3, the RSV4, Aprilia, and the Suano. So we'll see you next time. But Tony won't. Bye. <laughs>